It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Great conversations, interviews, just something to listen to. Arrow.net, A-R-R-O-E.net. We are unplugged and totally uncut with Taylor K. Mejia. I'm doing great. How are you? Absolutely fantastic. I feel like I should have some gigantic Tiffany for you going dun, 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 dun. Here we go with the continuation of the story. Yes, I'm so glad to be back. Man, I'll tell you what, you must have had a giant storyboard in front of you when you when you decided that you were going to go on this this writing journey that you're on right now. Because, I mean, this is, it, 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 it fits so perfectly with, with everything that's been taking place so far. Yeah, thank you. It is. It's so interesting. Writing a sequel is so different than writing a first book. You just kind of get to do whatever you want in the first book. And then the second one is... Especially in a three, you know, I'm doing a third as well, so it's in between two. You have to, like, continue the threads and obey the rules you created in the first book, but also <laughs> leave things open to continue. It's like the real juggling act, man. <laughs> what, what, what is it like with, as you know, for continuity as well as, you know, being re-reintroduced to those characters and things like that? Because, I mean, it's like sitting down with an old friend, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, like, I love all these characters so much, so it was really fun to sit down with them again. Even though, you know, I ended up torturing them a little more than I would have liked to. I'm like, someday I'm going to write, like, book 17 in the Paola series where all they do is, like, go to therapy and take naps and, like, nothing bad happens to them at all. Well, what, uh, what, what, but, yeah, no, keeping, what keeping I, track of everything is a struggle, but also it's, it's fun. It's so fun to just, like, take characters that you created and loved and give them, you know, space to grow and change. It's, it's my favorite part. Well, you, you make it fun. I mean, it, there's there's a rhythm to what it is that you do and the way that you write. Is that because that you are a poet as well? Because you all, you know about the bass beat of a storyline. Yeah, I think so. I, I started out, poetry was my first love. I was never, like, particularly great at traditional <laughs> poetry, but I studied it for a long time and, and did it. So I... I de it's definitely given me like a reverence for the rhythm of language, I think. And so I found that novels were, were a better way for me to get that across. But I definitely do. That's one of my favorite parts of writing is the rhythm of it. When, when I was a kid, one of the things that we used to do all the time is that we would always order books while we were in school and stuff because, you know, we, we were binge readers. And I think that you feed right into that again because, you know, these students, as they're going back to school and stuff like that, need a story. They need an escape. And that's what you provide with this with this storyline. Yeah, thank you. That's so nice to hear. I think it's good. I so I think it's so much easier sometimes because obviously the kids in these books do have like real world problems to face. They have family stuff. They have, you know, racism and xenophobia in their town, things that kids today are really actually facing. But 
it's a little bit easier to talk about it in terms of like and then you get to slay the monster like right. some big kind of external way to defeat this stuff that I feel like m- must feel satisfying when when real world problems are a lot more complicated than that. One, one of the things that you want your readers to pick up this time around, and because, I mean, I've always believed, my wife is a school teacher, and she always believes that, that there, there are little storylines inside your story. In other words, lessons that they can personally take with them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, you know, for me, the big, the big takeaway that I hope kids will take from the, the, this whole series, really, is that you don't have to be chosen or magical or special in these certain ways in order to be a hero. You know, there's so much going on in our world today, and people are being asked to step up in new ways at younger and younger ages, and mm-hmm. I think it's so important for kids to know that, you know, they can be the hero of their own lives. All you have to do is want to do what's right and want to protect your family and your community and, and just make a choice to start doing that and you get to be a hero too well your character gets to do something that i never did get to do and i always find it very inspiring when authors you know do do storylines like this and that is this character gets to meet the father and 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 that i just thought that was incredible yeah thank you it was such an emotional storyline i think because in the first book pal wasn't really she didn't think about her dad a ton she hasn't seen him since before she can really remember but she's been thrown into this whole new world and had to respond to all these new challenges and then you know the second book is really about her finding out like what is my personal connection to this why me like why am i the one who ended up in this you know this story and a lot of that for her has to do with her dad and i think it's so interesting. I heard someone say once, and it really resonated with me, that that a parent is, is a huge figure in our lives, whether present or absent. So, like, we build our whole mythology as a person around our parents. And if you don't have that parent present to do that with, then you tend to build a mythology around their absence, too. And, like, sometimes that presence can be even bigger than, an, than a physically present parent. And I think that's definitely the case for Powell. Have, have teachers and instructors reached out to you about being that one voice that has connected uh, students back to folklore because I mean folklore was something that I thought was was dropped in the past but no you really do have a good time with it I do I love folklore man I really and and I think it's because as a kid I had such a fun time being scared I love yeah. being scared by things and so much of folklore is really terrifying like people think it's like oh it's just these old dusty stories that we don't care about anymore and I'm like Tell me that you've heard La Llorona's story and not been, like, thrilled and terrified. So, yeah, I've heard, I mean, I'm really lucky to be writing in the same time as, you know, Rick Riordan and the other Rick Riordan Presents authors because it's such an interesting and fun mission to, like, make folklore accessible and exciting to kids of this generation. And I think that's, like, such a fun thing to be part of. Well, that entire community that Rick has, you know, kind of put together and continues to build and stuff like that, I I, I keep writing, you know, I'll tell people, I'll say, man, you got to read this author because I swear that one day Disney Plus is going to have a Rick section and every one of these authors, all of their books are going to be shows. They're going to be they're going to be movies. They're going to be weekly episodes. Yeah, that's the hope. <laughs> I think it would be so fun. And I think it's so cool because they're, you know, you know, they're working on the, the Percy Jackson TV show on Disney Plus. And so we're all like super excited about that. And we're actually also um Eva Longoria, I'm working with her production company to adapt wow. Paolo for, for TV as well. So 
I would definitely love to be in that Disney Plus section. Everybody keep your fingers crossed. <laughs> well, one of the things that you cover with the main character is the fact that, you know, dealing with a little bit of loneliness, and I think readers are going to tap into that very easily because in this day and age and with the changing times, there is a lot of loneliness and uncertainty out here. Yeah, absolutely. And it was interesting because I had an idea of where I wanted the sequel to go, but I actually wrote it in the first few months of the of the first pandemic lockdown where my kid was home from school for the first time in two years. Everything was kind of on FaceTime and people were so stressed by their lives that it was hard to connect. And I feel like a lot of just, I mean, even, you know, I'm much older than my characters and I was even relating so much to the idea of just feeling from your community and your friends and she's isolated for different reasons than I was but I feel like that's such a universal thing that everyone's really going through right now. You, you bring up age that's an interesting point because I was I was taught by an elder that you know what your mind says you are in age is how you how old you really are your body gets older I so I said okay I'm officially and will forever be 16 what's your age? What's my age, man? 22. If 20. I had this off the top of my head, I think I'm 22 forever. <laughs> well, like, you have just enough like agency in the world to affect your circumstances. You still have this like optimism <laughs> for all the possibilities that could be. Like that's where I want to. I'll say. <laughs> Is there a website where students can go and where where fans of you can go just so they can stay connected to the storyline and your continued growth as an author? Absolutely, yeah. My website is taylorkmejia.com, and I'm very active on Instagram, at taylork is my handle on there. I do a lot of, like, Q&As and, like, writing advice and behind-the-scenes kind of stuff. And then I know that there's an educator's guide for the series on the Reed Riordan website. So if teachers want to want to teach the books, there's a really incredible, like, involved, in-depth educator's guide with a lot of activities and stuff on their website. Well, I can't wait to talk to you again. you got to come back because we can have some more fun talking about writing and story sharing and all that stuff. I can't wait. Thanks so much for having me. You be brilliant today, okay? Thank you. I will try. <laughs> lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.